It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. time to start your weekend off correctly forget the FPL deadline forget the Premier League games coming up and forget the days of social media wall to wall Premier League coverage this is the Barclays we're covering the Premier League from its inception to the current day month by month today we'll be looking at December 1992 and into the year I was born 1993 and as always the podcast schedule demands the Barclays on a Friday ranked on Tuesday and of course the notice nostalgia on a Wednesday Let's get stuck straight back in to our time machine. And what a couple of fixtures we had in the first weekend of today's episode. Two huge derbies with the Manchester derby and the Merseyside derby, both making their debuts in the Premier League. So both home wins, but the first one. Not as much as a surprise, Manchester United in the first Manchester derby in the Premier League, earning those three points. Paul Lintz with a low pile driver, good goal scoring record this week. Paul Lintz has, as well as Mark Hughes, with a quite simply ridiculous volley to get the the three points on the board for the Red Devils. Meanwhile, at Goodison, we've got a set piece header for Liverpool, nodding them ahead. A P-roller from outside the box for Everton, but then Peter Beardsley gets the shot from distance. The winning goal to win the game on Monday Night Football as Everton beat Liverpool in quite a surprise, given that last week Liverpool were in quite the rich vein of form, weren't they? And Everton, not so much kind of battling relegation. Blackburn missed out again, losing to Middlesbrough 3-2. As Middlesbrough rattling in three quick goals to kill off the title hopefuls at Ayrson Park. Meanwhile, Norwich... Won the day at home to Wimbledon with a tap-in at the far post. And Norwich still leading the league quite convincingly at this stage. Meanwhile, Ipswich saved a point through Chris Kiwomia and Steve Whitten with Kiwomia about to enter some hot streak of form in front of goals for the 
Tractor Boys. Sir Gareth Southgate scored his first Premier League goal in a 2-0 win for Crystal Palace against Sheffield United. Meanwhile, Leeds were continuing to be hapless at home. Roy Keane scoring two in a 4-1 Nottingham Forest win at Island Road, surprisingly because Forrester marooned on the bottom of the table here alongside Crystal Palace, who also got a win on this weekend. Meanwhile, Oldham were attempting to stage a fight back from 2-0 down, but Les Ferdinand's double quickly quashed that in a 3-2 win at Loftus Road for Queen's Park Rangers. And as we charted last week, Daley Atkinson's rise up the Golden Boot standings, keeping up his superb form with another double, this time at Hillsborough in a 2-1 win for Aston Villa. You've got Arsenal stumbling at the Dell 2-0, Chelsea keeping their form going, needing two late Eddie Newton goals to beat Tottenham at the lane 2-1. And as we go to the following week, it was marked by the return of Kenny Dalglish at Anfield, which generated the biggest attendance in Liverpool of the season. But unfortunately for Dalglish and Blackburn, it would end in heartbreak. Mark Walters would score with a great strike. Alan Shearer replying, as he would often do for Rovers at this time, with the equaliser. But the winner would come courtesy of Michael Thomas, found with a superb cross on the back stick by Steve McManaman late on in Liverpool. Rebounding quite well from that Merseyside derby defeat. And the highlight of the weekend, though, was a top-of-the-table clash. Manchester United, favourites by this stage, you must imagine, against the league leaders Norwich. A win for Norwich would have really put some distance between themselves and the other title challengers. But a defensive error allows Mark Hughes in for the only goal of the game. Hughes in some sparkling form for United and creeping ever closer to the Canaries there. Aston Villa got another 2-1 win this time at home to Nottingham Forest. Forest brought back down to earth with that shocking win after their only only their third league win the previous weekend. And despite Roy Keane, a bit of a rich purple patch of goal-scoring form here, but Paul McGrath would score the winner and Villa really working through the gears to keep, keep afloat alongside Man United and Norwich really at the top of the league. In a game between two stragglers at the bottom of the table, Wimbledon ended up scoring five goals, if you can imagine that. It was a demolition, really. Two from Neil Ardley, two for Dean Holdsworth in a 5-2 fresh and Oldham really looking down rather than up at this stage. And in the North London derby, Arsenal's hot form has well and truly petered out here, losing 1-0 at the lane. Another away loss, this time in their most important fixture, really. Paul Allen scoring the winner there. And across the grounds, Friday Night Football provided no goals between Middlesbrough and Chelsea. Ipswich picked up a 3-1 win against Man City, were stringing together defeats now as opposed to last week where they were stringing together quite the run of form and getting into that top half. Leeds, in, Leeds United's inconsistencies continued as they look to life after Eric Cantona really winning 3-1 in a Yorkshire derby against Sheffield Wednesday. Eddie, Eddie McGoldrick's double was enough to keep um, oh, the three points for Palace in a rare win, a 3-1 win at Loftus Road, which was quite surprising given QPR's recent record. A rare win for Sheffield United too, and by this stage you realise that the Premier League, this Premier League season is far too unpredictable and there's a lot more of a level playing field at play here. Coventry got another 2-2 draw with Mickey Quinn in the goals again at the Dell with a double there. His scoring form would get even better as we uh, progress through the November and December months, Crystal Palace ensured that Leeds would still be without an away win. There you go, you can drink now. That's uh, another mention of Leeds' shoddy away record in a 1-0 defeat at Sellers Park. Even against one of the bottom clubs, um, it was a scrappy header 
to concede for Leeds, Andy Fawn getting the goal for the Eagles at this stage and the highlight of the weekend would be the Old Farm Derby, of course that is Norwich against Ipswich, Norwich top of the league, Ipswich kind of mid-table on the rise though and a fantastic occasion for the fixture, Monday Night Football, smart header on the corner for the first, a low drive by Neil Thompson for the second and Fantastic shock for Ipswich to stun Norwich, which would of course leave the door open for Man United later on. Um, Arsenal simply couldn't buy a win this week, trying 1-1 at home to Middlesbrough, going right off the boil here, needing a late Ian Wright equaliser to draw with what ostensibly is a bang average Middlesbrough side who scored through a David Seaman own goal at Highbury. The shock of the week though would be at Highfield Road, with Coventry really rumbling along now, Mickey Quinn with two more goals in such a hot vein of form. Liverpool, absolutely no answers, and like Arsenal, they're going right off the boil in terms of form, coinciding with quite a lot of the teams in the that sort of area of the of the league table who go through quite the sticky patch as the uh, pitches get muddy and bobbly. A bit like QPR, who lost out again this time 1-0 at Hillsborough, while Spurs couldn't do any better, surprisingly losing at Oldham 2-1 with a wet, rare win for the ticks there. Manchester United were held for the first time in an Eric Cantona era, but Cantona would get the equaliser at Stamford Bridge in a 1-1 draw with Chelsea. Elsewhere, these wins for Blackburn at home to Sheffield United. Peter Beardsley again on the score sheet in another Everton win, this time against Southampton, and the points were shared between Man City and Aston Villa at Main Road, Nottingham Forest and Wimbledon at the county ground as we welcomed in the first Christmas of the Premier League season and the, as such the first holiday calendar Boxing Day was here and Boxing Day probably renowned for two fixtures the first of which the curtailment of Blackburn's season even in spite of a 3-1 win against Leeds and because it's Leeds it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an away win it's going to be an away defeat or an away draw not going to be a win is it really and um, they ended the year their final away game with a defeat of course Alan Shearer scored two in the game in a 3-1 win for Blackburn but his form grind down to a halt an absolutely horrific ACL injury which would rule him out for the remainder of the season 21 goals in all competition Shearer would have and as such this really would put the onus on the other players to steer Blackburn towards potentially a league tile, which they were well on course for, given their form compared to Norwich, Man United and Aston Villa. Those were the four, really, that you'd expect a title challenge from. And being in a level playing field as the early days of the Premier League season was, there's nothing to say that Blackburn couldn't have won this this league with Alan Shearer banging form, but we'll uh, discuss it at the end of the show. The other big game was between Sheffield Wednesday and Man United, as it turned out, a turning point for another different reason. It would have been a famous win for the Owls at home to Man United. David Hurst and Mark Bright with the early goals, John Sheridan scoring a third win within the uh, within the hour mark, but then United get rolling, don't they? Brian McClare gets a double. Eric Cantona with another late, late equaliser, so I count that for two points. is won on his own now. And the investment of Eric Cantona, just over £1 million, coming up good already. Ipswich would continue their good form in a 0-0 draw at Highbury. Meanwhile, Mickey Quinn, bang, bang, bang. Couple of great goals against a high-flying Aston Villa. Coventry banging form. And I make that six goals in three games for Mickey Quinn there as well. Eddie Newton would save Chelsea skin again, this time with an 89th minute equaliser at home to Southampton. And Palace would pick up a, bit, a little bit of steam now, uh, winning once again against a 10-man Wimbledon, who, of course, ground share at Sellers Park. 
City got back on the board with a David White brace at home to Sheffield United, whilst the points were shared between Everton and Middlesbrough in a 2-2 draw, Norwich and Tottenham in a 0-0 draw as the Canaries were clinging now desperately to the top of the tree. So two days later, of course, Premier League, the games come thick and fast, 26th and now 28th for December as we close out the year. That was 1992 Ipswich, banging form also, Chris Kiwomia, banging form as well. Blackburn not looking good, especially with Alan Shearer out here. And this was the beginning of the end, really, in a 2-1 defeat. Manchester United, on the other hand, fantastic bit of form ahead, demolishing an informed Coventry, to be fair. Dennis Irwin scoring the pick of the five goals there. Uh, Aston Villa was, was still getting the points on the board, winning again. Aston Villa beating Arsenal here. Dean Saunders sending Villa rocketing up the league as we enter 1993. And by this point, you're starting to wonder whether Arsenal will ever score again, let alone win with Paul Merson, and Wright and the like. Not really finding the net with the regularity that they were at the start of the season. QPR running four goals in quite simply a ridiculous game at Loftus Road. Um, Neville South also read as did Paul Ride out for Everton and an Andy Sinton goal, but QPR ahead and that was just the first half. As for the second half, Gary, Gary Penrith and... Sinton's second ended the game as a contest 3-0 or so we fought as a nine-man Everton somehow plucked two goals from Stuart Barlow out of nowhere before anti-Sinton's hat-trick finally killed the game off meanwhile around the ground you've got Ian Rush saving a point for Liverpool at home to Manchester City Crystal Palace's great form continued Simon Osborne getting the goal that earned them a vital three points at a struggling Middlesbrough Tottenham left it late against Nottingham Forest, but Gary Mabbott's goal won it quite predictably there against the strugglers from Nottinghamshire. Sheffield Wednesday were in the goals again, this time with three points and a 2-1 win at the Dell. Meanwhile, the leftover Christmas spoils were shared in goalless draws between Leeds United and Norwich and Wimbledon and Chelsea. Now, after this short break, we'll tackle the year I was born, 1993. Welcome back. This is the Barclays. This is the third episode and we're well into the second year of the Barclays. 1993, the year I was born. 1993, a year with such promise. Not for me, for the Premier League, the first winner would be awarded here. And Manchester United right at the top there beating Tottenham Hotspur 4-1 Cantona with the first goal for his year. Looping header on the back post and then quite simply a ridiculous assist for Dennis Irwin with that beautiful chip. Dennis Irwin would score, Brian McClare would thrash one in and even Paul Parker, the other fullback, got the fourth and Man United were really getting into their own now around the festive period, sneaking into top spot because of Norwich's 1-0 defeat at Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday scoring a rebound that dropped Norwich City to third and this minus goal difference bizarre after some 20 some games going against them they can't score now at this stage and now the top three all on 41 points and in and amongst Norwich and Man United in between them Aston Villa Aston Villa having a close eye on top spot Dean Saunders sneaking the winner at Anfield to haunt his former club in a 2-1 win as Villa firmly entrenched in this title race now as we uh Look forward to January. And meanwhile, around the grounds, points were shared at Highbury and Ewood Park as Sheffield United and Wimbledon took surprising points away from arguably out-of-form teams in Arsenal and Blackburn. 
In one of the surprising results of the week, Nottingham Forest went to Highfield Road and beat a high-flying Coventry. And in more surprising news, Oldham won at Portman Road against another informed team in Ipswich, as did Everton at Crystal Palace, which there must have been something in the water this weekend after the FA Cup fixtures, as QPR won at Ayrson Park. Leeds got a win on the board against a bang-average Southampton side. Don't worry, it was at home. They haven't ended that um, away record just yet. And all the goals were seemingly reserved for Stamford Bridge, with Man City going 3-0 up in West London. But um, Graeme Stewart and John Spence would pull the goals back only for Mike Sharon to wrap this game up. 4-2 for City. Going on to the next week, we've got Aston Villa running in five of the best against Middles with Dean Saunders and Dwight York in the goals. As Villa, by this point, really hitting their stride at the correct time, going pace for pace with, uh, with Manchester United, who again got a win on the road, this time at Loftus Road, 3-1. Seek out if you can. Paul Lintz's overhead kick, another improvised bicycle kick, superb one at that, and delivered three points. Meanwhile, Oldham very much in the doldrums. They would lose 3 0 at Coventry, they would lose 1 0 at Blackburn in the space of four days, whilst Coventry bouncing firmly back from a tricky run before the end of the year, getting a point at Carrow Road, and obviously that's three points at home to Oldham, while Norwich were continuing to lose ground on the top two and Leeds, of course. Talking about away woes, Leeds firmly enter 1993 as they exited 1992. More away defeats, tic-tac, tic-tac, when will Leeds win away? And let's not forget, they still are champions now, not looking like champions anymore in the uh, bottom half there. And from around the ground, there was a mind-boggling result at the county ground with Nottingham Forest Climbing off the foot of the division with a 3-0 thrashing, admittedly against Chelsea, were not as in form as they were last week. And Sheffield United performed similar miracles at home to Ipswich. Arsenal finally got a win. They finally got a win. And it was um, it was courtesy of Paul Merson's late goal at Main Road. Finally chalking up three points. Um, I think it's the first three points of the week, really, from Arsenal there. Um, elsewhere, their North London rivals Tottenham were stunned by the Owls 2-0 at the lane, the Cox were defeated by the Owls, whilst Liverpool succumbed to another defeat, this time at Sellers Park to Wimbledon, and Southampton got a win at home for once, 1-0 to Crystal Palace, just about keeping their heads afloat in what was could be deemed to be maybe the first six-pointer, the relegation six-pointer of the Premier League season Blackburn and Coventry met in a battle between two teams, really, that were on very different paths in form-wise. Blackburn, after the injury of Alan Shearer, very um, disappointing runner form. Hardly lacking goals, to be fair. They scored two at home to Coventry here, but it was a clear lack of confidence, particularly for Coventry's second goal, which was an absolute howler of a defensive mistake um, there. And Coventry running five goals, which is very much a rarity, not just in this season, but in um, Premier League years overall, really, up until their demise, which we'll cover someday. Norwich got back into goal-scoring form again, putting five, uh, putting four rather beyond Crystal Palace, Lee Power with a double, Chris Sutton and Jeremy Goss also in the goals, uh, beating a stubborn Crystal Palace side who were officially at the relegation zone by this point, um, just about keeping their heads afloat, really. Man United beat Nottingham Forest 2-0, keeping the pace throughout Paul Ince and Mark Hughes again combining, as they did in the first game that we covered, both scoring in a rather predictable home win to Forest there to keep up this pace with Norwich. The points were split at Loftus Road in the London derby between QPR 
and Chelsea and the two forgotten sides in Middlesbrough and Southampton settled what was a 10 versus 10 fight, two red cards early on uh, with uh, a Paul Wilkinson winner in a 2-1 win for Southampton there. And Man City won at local rivals Oldham thanks to a late Niall Quinn winner. Everton churned out a fantastic second half display at Wimbledon with Tony Cotty bagging two in a 3-1 win. Aston Villa likewise running out 3-1 winners at home to Sheffield United whilst Ipswich got a great 2-0 win at the lane to keep their resurgence into the top five going. One of the hugely surprised packages of the Premier League season. Following on from that, Norwich were following their neighbours with a win beating Everton 1-0 with a much, much needed win. And this keeps Norwich at the top of the Premier League table because following Ipswich will win. Ipswich would beat Manchester United and Ipswich banging the form now, creeping up the table. They would end this month in fourth place, just six points off their old farm neighbours, Norwich City, as Manchester United's run of form, which had them for the majority of the time in the top position, pole position in the league, dropping out of it the last minute. Meanwhile, Arsenal returned to losing ways, losing 1-0 at home to Liverpool. A goalkeeping error led to a penalty, which in turn led to John Barnes's winning penalty and Liverpool's potentially bad form, potentially looking up as they sit side by side with Arsenal in the league, banging mid-table. Couldn't get more mid-table than these two lads. Sheffield Wednesday won 2-0 at Stamford Bridge with Paul Warhurst scoring the pick of the goals with Wednesday officially now in the top half. And you see now Blackburn dropping like an absolute stone, first losing 2-1 at home to Crystal Palace of all teams and then losing 3-2 to Man City who are now creeping well up on them in the league table which we'll discuss shortly and Crystal Palace rebounding from a 3-1 win at home, 3-1 defeat rather at home to Tottenham. And across the grounds, it was a week, would you believe, with no draws whatsoever. Wimbledon got a much-needed win at Highfield Road to take them out of the drop zone at the expense, of course, of Sheffield United, who lost at QPR. Ian Holloway with the uh, with the winner <laughs> with with the winner there. I presume it's the same guy. Not seeing the highlights on that one. Nottingham Forest climbed off the foot of the table with Ian Warren's double. Now a glori- glorified Sky Sports commentator putting them level on points with Oldham and three off survival. Elsewhere, there was home wins for Leeds United and Southampton at home to Middlesbrough and Aston Villa, respectively. And we, after this short break, look at the league table, decide who the team of the week is, who the player of the week is, maybe, and something that, despite not being born, I might have remembered (laughs) after this short break. Welcome back. Time to look at the league table as it stood on February the 1st, 1993, just eight short days before I entered this world. So Norwich, thanks to the uh, thanks to the win and Ipswich beating Manchester United on the final game of this episode, leapfrog Manchester United into first place, only picking up 12 points from nine matches and that strong enough lead that they had from last episode was enough to keep them in top spot now on 48 points ahead of Man United on 47, who were... Judging by the points, the form team of this of this weekend, 47 points was the tally for Man United, 47 points the tally for Aston Villa, who, like Man United, on 19 points from nine games from the uh, period covered, have uh, jumped up from fourth place to third and are banging this title race, although Daly and Atkinson's goals have slightly dried up a little bit 
Ipswich were also one of the form teams that have shot up from 10th to 4th with 42 points and are firmly in the title race as well, really, um, on 42 points, only 6 behind Norwich. Meanwhile, Blackburn have dropped considerably 41 points they are on now with having played a game more 10 points from 10 games is a shocking return for a team that really really should have been in the title race of course this is mad by the Alan Shearer injury and you can cut their form for this episode down in two really before and after Alan Shearer's crippling injury Man City climbed the league as well um, 39 points from 26 games, picking up a varied run of form here, 14 points from the from the episode, and these this is really now mid-table. Is a definitive top five with Blackburn sort of there or thereabouts in whether they'll join mid-table or stick with the front runners. Ipswich two to an extent, but there's a definitive there, even though there's two points between Man City and Blackburn, and Man City have played a game less. There's a distinct feel that they will be mid-table as opposed to title challenging they could still do it there's nine points behind Norwich with a, dis- a decent amount of games remaining 16 for both with it being a 42 game season behind them you've got QPR on 39 points decent enough form stuck to uh, seventh place which they were at the end of last episode and again with those games in hand they could go into they could go above Ipswich in fourth really so they could yeah, Really, they could be in a title race too if they could have a good month or two as we continue on with this season. Coventry on 39 points as well, but have played two games more, but they've been in some banging form, 15 points from this episode. Sheffield Wednesday likewise in some good form as well, 36 behind Coventry in ninth. Meanwhile, you've got Chelsea on 36, Arsenal on 35, Liverpool on 32, who have all plummeted on less than a point a game which is relegation form really um liverpool have picked up seven points arsenal six and chelsea eight which is not good form they were if you remember last week they were fighting for the top four top five top six positions now they're 10th 11th 12th respectively everton that means have converged on them with 16 points this week 32 points, they are now level with their Merseyside rivals, albeit they've played two games more than Liverpool. And Liverpool, if they can win a couple of games, string a couple of games together, they'll be firmly in the top half again. Spurs, 32 points, stick around roughly where they were before. 32 points from 26 games. Leeds, meanwhile, similar record to Spurs, not entirely inspiring from a champions, the holders on 31 points from 25 games. Meanwhile, this is where you get into the thick of the relegation scrap. You don't see Everton, Spurs and Leeds really getting drawn into it, especially not Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool as we go up into the top half here. But 30 points has Southampton on 26 games, Borough 26 games, Palace on 27 games, firmly entrenched in this battle. Palace have done very, very well to uh, get out of the mire because they were bottom although close to bottom, they were 21st um, last time. They have 18 points, so it's the joint third most from the rest of the Premier League teams, only less than Villa and Man United. As we go into February here, and that means that they've earned 18 of their 30 points in the previous previous 10 games. So they've jumped up to 18th, leapfrogging Wimbledon, who themselves have got out of the relegation zone on 27 points from 26 games. And then in the mire of the relegation zone, you've got Sheffield United on 25, Oldham on 24, and in between those, Forest And Oldham are alongside Arsenal, the most out-of-form team in the division. Sheffield United not 
far behind Oldham with six points from eight games, the last eight games. Sheffield United with seven points from the from the last eight games. Meanwhile, Forest have picked up a tiny little bit. They've at least jumped up from bottom position under Brian Clough and still within touching distance, really. A three-point gap to Wimbledon with a game in hand, of course. 13 points from the last eight games. Maybe Brian Clough will save them from relegation. But neither of those teams surviving or attempting to survive relegation will be nominated for the team of the week. We've got Manchester United in there, obviously firm favourites for team of the week this week because Man United, 20 points from nine games, were top, would have been top, but for that last collapse against Ipswich, unfortunately Ipswich themselves. Definite contention, honourable mentions for Crystal Palace who dredged themselves out of the relegation zone, the likes of Coventry and Sheffield Wednesday as well, who took the places of Arsenal and Liverpool Ipswich, potentially taking the place of Chelsea and jumping up from mid-table to the top five, six, seven. And Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool, by no means the team of the week. Arsenal, as we say, the worst form of the division alongside bottom place Oldham. So they're returned to the mid-table after a good two months, good two months, bad two months, and we'll look to go again, of course. And uh, back to the upper echelons of the table, whilst obviously Coventry, Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich. Ipswich we see there fourth, Coventry in eighth, Sheffield Wednesday in ninth, all ahead of Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool who were taking up the top six positions last week. And the game of the week is a hugely important game, seemingly innocuous on Boxing Day, Blackburn 3, Liverpool, uh, Leeds 1 rather, but it would ensure that Leeds ended the year without an away win, as is customary for me to point out at this stage on the Barclays, also significant for the remainder of the season, because you've got the free scoring, probably golden boot winning, Alan Shearer, being ruled out for the remainder of the season, which really hampered Blackburn's title push, allows the likes of Aston Villa and Norwich to unoppose the favourites to win the league, Man United, in this three-way battle that we've got for the title now, potentially four with Ipswich. Uh, Blackburn wouldn't be out of it just yet, but they're certainly worse off for injury and we'll be monitoring them, at least, very closely as we push on with the Barclays. And a couple of uh, derbies in the memory of the week, really, for certain fans. I mean, of course, I wasn't born. The couple of derbies here in one match week as we kicked off today's show. The Merseyside derby, the Manchester derby, obviously. You've got the huge moment of... Peter Beardsley's winner in the Merseyside derby against Liverpool for Everton, which would go down in history, of course. Everton very rarely, as we'll see from the next few years, would win Merseyside derby, so enjoy it whilst you can. Meanwhile, Man United versus Man City, a lot less in between these teams, although City were had a good run of form, but Mark Hughes, of course, with a thunderous goal. Paul Ince as well had a fantastic... Um, Month here, I might even select Paul Ince for my player of the week, or perhaps Ipswich's man up front there, but I'm going to go with Paul Ince because he's had a hand in some fantastic goals. Maybe Eric Cantona as well. He's a close second or third because he has really changed the outlook on Man United, really. They were struggling for top four, really, before Cantona came in. You might remember last week, United were struggling for goals, and... Cantona has come in with two goals that have earned two points on the run. He scored enough goals for Man United to be rocketing up the league. Jumped up from sixth to second in this episode. And now really look on course to be troubling that first Premier League title. And will they get it? Well, you'll have to find out next week as we cover 
February and March of 1993 and counting down towards the end of the season. And of course, elsewhere on our podcast feed as part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, we'll be coming back with a ranked episode on Tuesday, the Noise Nostalgia podcast on Wednesday. And if you are liking these podcast episodes, courtesy of What If Football, then head on over to our Patreon page, that's patreon.com forward slash what if football for bonus podcast content nostalgic look on life with the great games and head-to-head podcasts and also the reviewing and previewing of the weekend's action on every friday and monday and a mailbag full of your what if suggestions thrown in for good measure but until then see you there Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.